Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour. Ow, ow, ow! I just want to say nice fuck up there, Rufus. Well, how the hell is that my fault? I was waiting. Uh, no, I'm talking about not switching the music to the Saturday night intro. Oh, well, let's scrap the show. Yeah, see you, dude. I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm going to go do my other show now. Oh, boy. feel sorry for the people listening to that. Oh, uh, you mean all, like, 8,000 of them? <laughs> you hired them all on Fiverr? Uh, yeah, it's a little expensive, forty grand a week. But you know what? I find it's well worth it for my own ego, to stroke my own ego. That's the most important thing in the world. That is, and the biggest thing in the world. Well, on you, certainly. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that. Except I'm a, I got big nuts. <laughs> That's cancer. Uh, you know what? No, it actually was, uh, turns out that it was benign. So, I had big nuts. Let me say it that, like that. Well, if it's been benign, you should keep it just so you have big nuts. Well, it was uh, was a little unsightly. You know, I couldn't find a proper pair of pants. Carrying around your nuts around in a bowling bag separate from your body looks a little awkward. <laughs> Why is that man carrying two bowling bags? <laughs> right. Well, I actually, I, I was able to fit them into one very large, like those roller bowling bags. Have you seen those? <laughs> no. Like old shoes and like the whole nine yards, not just a bowling bag. Or just not uh, just. Oh, that's like a golf bag for bowling. It is. You know what? It probably was. Someone probably repurposed a golf bag for bowling and called it a bowling bag. That sounds like a hypersloth invention. Let me ask you something. No. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> no, you, How close is this hurricane? I just was reading the news. I got a little alert on my phone saying that Texas is breaking for the bearing down of this giant hurricane. Well, we've had rain off and on all day, but nothing really powerful and i think it's veering more towards the south of texas and we're kind of the east end so we're going to get some of the uh the long arm of it but i don't think we're going to get the the real nasty shit i think they like to call that the outer bands is that what they call that i don't fucking know the weather's always wrong so i ignore everything they say anyway just assume that a a hurricane is not coming well it it was supposed to start storming like vicious terrible storms at 11 a.m today nothing happened till one we had a little shower uh, then another shower at three. Right. I'm totally down with that because it's like the more they talk up a storm on the weather channel or any weather program for that matter, like the wimpier storm that it is. I don't know if you just get so psyched out for the storm that you're like expecting something major or the weather's like, fuck you weather people. You're never going to fucking be right. Do you think it's depressing to be a weatherman because you don't produce anything that's ever valuable. Well, yeah, because you can't change it. I mean, I guess you could warn people, right, if a giant storm is coming. Yeah. But I feel like that's all they do now, is they're like, giant storm could be here, could be fucking 40 mile an hour winds, Rufus. And when it doesn't, you're supposed to thank God they were warning us, because if there was 40 mile an hour winds, we would have been safe, thanks to my local weather guy, Matt Rudkin, is his name. We call him Ruddy. Ruddy. Me and my wife call him Ruddy. We do, like we know him. Ruddy at five and on the half hour. 
We follow him on Instagram. He's got a dog named Doppler. Does he really? Yes, he does. You think I mean, I'm clever, dude. I ain't that fucking clever. Okay? <laughs> That's pretty clever. Not picking up the weatherman's dog's name as Doppler. If I were writing a movie with a weatherman, that would be the dog's name. There you go. You better get on it. Didn't they already make that movie, probably? I don't know, but the scientist in Back to the Future, his dog's name was Einstein. It's kind of the same thing. How is that the same thing? He's a scientist and named it after another scientist. He's a weather scientist and named it after Doppler, the scientist who created Doppler radar. No, he would have to have named it after another fucking weatherman, not a scientist. Well, no, no other weatherman is worth naming anything after. So he went for the second best option. We had a weatherman when I was growing up. Guess what his name was? Uh, this is so cruel. I don't even get it. I don't even understand why anybody would do this. Kip Storm. Jeff Jeffers. Man, can you imagine that guy's high school career? No, I mean, my name is Jeffrey Jeffers. People must be like, yeah, right, whatever, tool time. <laughs> tool time. I was like your name being Rufus Rufusers. <sighs> that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Worse than Slaskowski almost. Yeah, and that's bad enough because everybody hates Jews. Oh, my God. But you're Polish. How can you hate Jews? Oh, that's right. I am Polish. You are. Slaskowski is a Polish name. Is it? I don't even know. I think any of the ski names are Polish names, aren't they? Uh, Well, according to Ancestry DNA, I am mostly Neanderthal. I can see that, but you don't have to tell me because I can see that in your brow. Your it's brow. brow. I could set a beard on it. Yeah, a beard? I mean, dude, when it rains, obviously your face isn't getting wet. <laughs> I should keep a little flower pot hanging under my chin. No, just put it up there on top of your brow. <laughs> Go grow my herbs? Yeah, it's a nice planter up there on your brow. <laughs> That's how uh, evolved you are. That's true. I'm the most evolved Neanderthal. God bless. I mean, the facial hair, the uh, the brow. It's like when I look at you, dude. I'm almost like, dude. I for a minute, when if you squint your eyes a little bit, you look like that guy from the Geico commercials. <laughs> and I'm growing my hair out. Just wait till it's like this long. <laughs> Those are brilliant commercials, though. Yeah, they were. Credit. They were ahead of their time. They really were. And I love the way the one where he's like. I can't remember what it is. I don't know if the guy is a brilliant fucking actor or what, but he in one of them, he, he's walking down the hallway. I think it's in an airport, right, with his bag behind him. Yeah. And he goes by uh, – <coughs> excuse me, I'm choking on peanuts. I know the one you're talking about. But, yeah, he's walking by the thing, and he, like, turns around because it's so easy even a caveman can do it, and he just looks so dejected. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, where is that guy's fucking Emmy? Honestly, or his Oscar. There were there were two cavemen in those commercials. They were both fucking brilliant at what they did, and then they spun it off into a TV show. I remember that with three totally different people that weren't in any of the commercials. Why would they do that? I don't know. And apparently, it sucked. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing it, but it it didn't last. You know what? See if we can find a short intro to that. What do you, what would you think the name of that was? I think it was just called Cavemen. Caveman, the TV show. Yeah. It's just that it got the the whole stick just couldn't, you couldn't keep it going for that long. You know, it's good in little bits, but, uh, you know, just be, 
I think they got to me like it only had one fucking pilot unaired full episode. Oh shit, God, it really did tank. Episode, but here's the episode one. Let's take a look. Would you like to join me on this little adventure, Rufus? Of course. Oh damn it! Hold on. Alrighty. I already don't like it. Yeah. I remember the intro. I think I tried to watch it. Sure, maybe not front and center, but if you're enjoying your modern civilization, you might want to send us a little thank you note. We're not that hard to find. We're right here. Oh my god, that's so funny. I'm sorry, that was funny. Just better. Oh, Sheba. I'm sure it had some good ideas. Well, based on the good idea. For a car made of stone? <laughs> don't do Oh my god, that I'm sorry, that was funny. Did you hear what he said? No, something about a car made of stone. He was saying that hold on, let me let me catch you up on that. He was saying that uh Fred Flintstone was carrying a rack of ribs so big in his car that it flipped over a car made of stone. And he's like, I just don't see what's so funny about it. Oh no. <laughs> I guess he's a Neanderthal. Jesus right. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this show already. Hold on, I haven't even. I never said. I don't know if it's good or bad. I just know that it tanked. I know, which is sad because you know what? The problem is, it probably was too funny, but it's probably going up against fucking Friends or some fucking bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Right. These days, if they made it for Netflix or Amazon or, yeah. or something like that, it would fucking make it. I'm sure. Well, I mean, if that what's that Tiger King shit? Did you ever watch that garbage? I watched that whole thing. Did you? Really? Yeah. Man, I could not fucking get through it. I tried. I got what? through like an episode and a half. I'm like, no, too stupid. What did I did I not give it enough of a chance, Rufus, or was it just too stupid? I just like things that are weird. And man, when the guy accidentally shoots himself in the head, that was a twist that I didn't oh, expect. I guess I didn't see that. Which guy was that? Uh, the guy with no teeth. No, it was one of the guy's gay lovers. It was the other lover. So it was a triangle of love? Yeah, they had a three-way marriage. Really? And one of them was like this young – anyway, I don't want to get into the whole story, but he was, it was a young guy, you know, like early 20s, and he would just keep him kind of doped up and shit and give him guns and four-wheelers and everything. And he walks into uh, the Tiger King office, and just the guy is working there at the computer – and he walks in, and it's like the you know the security footage or whatever. And he's got a gun, and he's pointing the gun at the guy and goofing around. And he's like, don't point that fucking gun at me. And he's like, dude, it's a Ruger, man. Unless there's one in the chamber, it doesn't fire. And he put it up to his head to prove it and fucking blew his brains out. And he died right there? Yeah, dead instantly. And it's off camera, but you see the guy's reaction. He's like, holy He's kidding, but no, his brains are everywhere. And then the, the everything after that is all Tiger King is heartbroken. And oh, what, no. Yeah, not for long. He gets uh, gets on the prowl. Did you did you see where the the, 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 uh, the prowl? Did you actually say the Tiger King went on the prowl? Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a genius. It's some alliteration there that I can appreciate. That's all. Yeah, did you see the part? We'll get back to this in a second. I just want to see how far you made. Did you see the part where the zookeeper got her arm ripped off by a tiger? That was the last part that I saw, I think. Okay. I remember that when that happened in the news. I remember reading that in like headlines. Yeah. 
Okay, anyway, back to a caveman. All right, back to Caveman, the TV show. <laughs> Episode one, Her Embarrassed of Caveman, part one. We're just going to watch a couple minutes of this, but I've already laughed more at this than I have at anything I've watched in the last fucking year. This might have been ahead of its time, just like the commercials. And we're 48 seconds in, so let's keep that in mind. It's okay, I guess. How did you know? You were texting the whole time. Well, I can multi yeah. See, whoever that guy is, the guy with the glasses, that guy, he's in something else. I guarantee it. Oh, I'm sure. Susan, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. Susan, I'm being childish and hurtful. No, I'm not going to do Goodbye, Susan. Thanks, y'all. We were having a really positive conversation. Andy, you cannot be San Diego to get away from her, right? Stop calling her. She called me. She slept with another man in your car when you were at the dentist. <laughs> I like it. You're an embarrassment. Who is texting you? None of your business. Is she hot? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess no. There's two cave chicks here, and I'm pretty sure that they are together. Hey. <laughs> you that guy. There's more cave people out there, apparently. I mean, think about how many people have not actually, they've evolved by look, but they haven't really evolved. What if you had a pair of glasses that could show you who has not evolved? <laughs> That's a good idea. Do it together. You can. It's called wearing a mask. Yeah, good point. You just got to get out there and meet some of them. That's true, but keep in mind, this isn't like home where everybody's like us. So remember the rule. Stick to your kind. Crave the cave. Crave the cave. Jesus. Are you serious? You finished it? Yeah, it was an easy one. And in pen? Joel, my ritual is being destroyed. I can't get any writing done with this in the house. You haven't written a page in years. Let me tell you something, Joel. 95% of it is in this conceptual data formulating hypothesis. The lion's share of the work is being done in the dome. All right, fine. Look, Andy, you got to get out of the house. Nick obviously has a lot to do, so, I don't know, go downtown, see the city, do something, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I got it. I mean, I'm, j- I'm just, I have a few phone calls to make this morning, and then my answer is... Is that that dude's over. girlfriend? you got to stop calling Susan. Oh, okay, no. Kate Did I ever tell up. you about the time we went to the aquarium and watched the two rays making love in the touch tank? Never been that naked of anyone. Okay. Stop reading my text. Is she nice? Yes, she's very nice. Oh, shit. Great, yeah. She big up top? What? No, John. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about how she is up top. Uh, just uh, give me the uh, phone. Wait, let me just... Wow. She is open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> this show was good. This is good. Oh, my God. Sure, they did not. <laughs> Nork's built. Okay, that's so maybe a caveman can do it. And it's really important that we show the customers just how simple it is. Okay, so I want you to get in here and let's practice it. Are you here tomorrow? Nope, right now. Bannister. Here you go. <laughs> Good call. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Ray, you I didn't believe in myself. Number one. Number two. That's Nick Winston or whatever his name is. He's like bedside tables with lamps already on them. Of course. Yes, that's called the Transcendent the Blarnick. 
Okay. Let's sprint this way. Okay, go. They should reboot this. Yes. That's hard. I don't speak English.
Big Bang Theory. I mean, you can't even really count The Simpsons, can you? Big Bang Theory? Fucking Ashton Kutcher? No. Unacceptable. Wow. I'm surprised by the shows that were on then. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, Belgium. Let's see what was on in Belgium. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Kate Nally? Caveman. Caveman was on. And it was number one in fucking Belgium. It's probably still going on. It's in its 40th season. Where's the United States? What? The United States does not exist. Uh, Wikipedia canceled the U.S. because of Trump. Oh, my God, because of Trump? Everything related to the U.S. is awful. Let me explain to you something that annoys me, Rufus. Ah. And I have a feeling it annoys you, too. Whenever you get one of these things, right, where you buy something or you download something online and ask you to fill in what fucking country you're in, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous when you have to scroll down to the United States. And I think it's a fucking sign of disrespect. I think it's pretty fucking insulting. I do, too. I'm like, what? It well, should say... United States of America? I don't think so. The United States should be at the top, and in parentheses, it should say thank you. Oh, here's the United States. So here, uh, let's see. Ah, damn, that's a lot of fucking shows. Yeah, and I haven't heard of any of them. I mean, Network TV. Third Rock from the Sun wasn't even on then. I mean, were they including reruns? Is this comedies of all time? I thought this was supposed to be comedies of 2013. List of comedy series. Way to go, Double Z. What happened? What? Double Z error. Unforced error. Oh, 2007. Here we go. Yeah. But that's what you clicked. Oh, I clicked. Just relax, dude. You know, sometimes you can just be such a dick. I'm. uh, Hey, I got a short fuse, man, and it's getting shorter. Short fuse. I know what that's code for. Well, I, I don't have big balls. In, well, you know what? Go out and get yourself a sexually transmitted disease, dude. You'll have big balls before you know it. Man, I wish I could, but the wife would find out. Yeah, get the same one that she has. Fucking no-brainer. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I haven't had sex with her in 15 years. <laughs> you What's know what she's got yeah. or she has by now. So this is just all fucking TV. I don't, I don't have time for that. You don't. No, we need an intern to get into this. Comedy series, no, no. Just come on, comedies of 2007, British series. They will all suck. I like some British comedy, but some of it is not good. I, well, I mean, don't. I like I don't. Monty Python. I like Monty Python. I will give it that. Oh, Friends was on. Wow, really? Yeah, really? that ran way too fucking long. How I Met Your Mother, oh, this thing. 2005, okay, so that was on Big Bang Theory, Parts and Rec. Okay, okay. Kind of surprised it didn't fit in better with, with this kind of... With you, especially with Parks and Rec. Wow, I'm, I'm shocked. You know, I think, I think some of the backlash was minority groups thought that it was mocking them having, you know, to deal with, you know, like black people dating white people. They can't talk about it, and they felt like it was kind of poking fun at that. Because it was 2007? But now, in this day and age, we have Fresh Off the Boat. That's an okay show. I've seen it. But, I mean, are you calling it, is it okay to say Fresh Off the Boat? I mean, I, I like it, too. I'm just saying. Is it politically correct, this show? Uh, you can make a fucking argument these days that anything is politically incorrect. Well, That's I'm, the problem. So now, maybe 2007 was just too much for fucking... You know, yeah. 
dangerous to be that politically correct or politically incorrect, I guess, to show the political incorrectness of the world. Yeah, I'm sure George Soros shut it down. Yeah, I know he did, but I didn't want to say that out loud because, uh, you know what, just because you can't see my tinfoil hat doesn't mean I'm not wearing it. All right, we ready to get back into this, Rufus? I like it. I do, too. I'm giving it a thumbs up. I like this guy who's such a piece of shit. I do, too. He's my favorite character. So. He is my favorite one, and I want to hit him in the face, but we're then give him a hug. up after the show or after the episode and see who he is. Yeah. See what else he's done, because to me, he looks really familiar. But should, see the glasses. It could be, but, yeah, we should need to see if he's still in the game and, and doing something we recognize. The scary part is that Nick Swenson or Swenson or whatever his name is, has a career after this show, and these guys don't. Well, he was before this. He was in Reno 911. Yeah, but I mean, is that really a gig? That was a popular show. I'm sure it wasn't for him at the time. That was a big ass gig. I didn't watch it, so no, it was not popular, and it was oh. not. Good. Oh fuck, dude! It's a great show. Too much stick. Too much stick, Rufus. It's good stick. You know what's showing? I don't want to say this. But right now you'd be fitting in in this show because your lowbrow is showing. My lowbrow? Oh, yeah. But hey, what? Nothing's wrong with lowbrow. Come on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Nothing wrong with lowbrow. It protects your eyes from the rain and the wind. We have oh, a phone here call. we go. Get back in. Yeah, all right. Can I have a tall soy macchiato? <laughs> Did you hear what he said? No. See, how is that not fucking great comedy? He said, this place is full of pretentious posers, and listen oh, to him order. Can I have a tall soy macchiato and a pepper and scotty? <laughs> uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> he wants a Americano on a penny. The way he shook his head at that guy. You know, you cave chick that works in the bookstore? Cat glasses, flat ass. Tungsta. Tango. You know, he's been in there five times in the last month. How do you know that? So I was looking at his credit card bill online. He used the same password for everything. Super <laughs> Such a loser. Oh, um, uh, by the way, I have zero dollars. Oh, I got it. Um, you think they'll take traveler's checks? Wow. Where did you get that, Grandma? Grandma's on the savvy traveler. Indeed. Yep. You know what, though? I think I only have 50s and 100s. No, those will work. Yeah. yeah, those will work fine. Okay. What do you say we go stimulate the local economy? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm fucking enjoying this. I am too, legit enjoying it. Me yeah, too. The previous tenant had an illegal dog. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just that thinking about the smell of that place always makes me kind of want to throw up. But it's real nice. I won't go in there, but people do. And uh, there's also laundry. Uh, what? what was that? Uh, Nick? Nick. Or, Joel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. They all look alike to her eyes because Nick's the other guy's name, right? <laughs> exactly. Appreciate it. If what I'm trying to show a unit to prospective tenants, if you and your friends could keep down that primal grunting that you do. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm not having judgment, Nick. I'm Joel. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe one of you guys should tie like a piece of colored ribbon in your hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 
so much easier for everybody. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I do that when I travel. Okay, you do that. Okay. That was right on me. <laughs> <laughs> <Tribal> grunting. <laughs> Where did you guys get that? We bought it. Yeah, and we bought a panini press. And down bet. How did you pay for this? You don't have any money. I have money, Joel, and I feel great. I haven't thought about Susan all day. Thank you, Nick. No, 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 sir. The mountain bike is sexing up. The <laughs> mountain bike. All right, guys, can we just turn off the tape for one minute, please? Since you guys seem so concerned with my love life, I just wanted to clear up a few things. No, I figured it out. You have? Yeah, I completely understand. She's ugly. Oh, oh. Damn, you are a joke. Am I? Eighth grade? Tammy Grassley? <laughs> the grass stain. I remember her. Her eyebrows connected with her sideburns, <laughs> a.k.a. the sideburns. <laughs> Dude, you know how bringing home ugly girls and then hiding them from your friends. Yeah, well, I've got some news for you, all right? Uh-huh. Kate is hot. Yeah? She is smoking hot. Uh-huh. And I'm not hiding her from you guys, all right? I'm protecting her from all your small-minded crap. You think you can get that North Built shirt uh, at fucking uh, Goodwill right now? Probably. Since you're so caring, I'm sure you won't mind this. Kate's a safe. <laughs> yeah, right. A sapien. The safe, he called her, right? <laughs> <Safe>. <laughs> <You mule. laughs> What's going on? Oh, drama. Angel. Don't even start, okay? What are you talking about? I was just going to ask if there are any reason bombs left. Oh, I don't know. Are they not out there? I don't see them, and I just figured maybe this was something else that you were hiding from. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Time for the lecture. It's a good rule, Joel. Keep your penis in your genus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like it's ridiculous. I have nothing to apologize for, okay? It's not the dark ages, Nick. People can be with whoever they want. Oh, so you're telling me it's just my problem. So her friends have welcomed you with open arms? Yes. I'm sure they will. <laughs> oh, Interesting use of tense there. So either they haven't warmed up to you or, and this is so pregnant with meaning, they haven't met you yet. Face it, Joel, she is ashamed of you. Are you even in her top eight on face face? Shut up. We just haven't gotten around to it, okay? It's really not that big of a deal. Hey, Andy, your brother's delusional. Looks like I'm going to be your new role model. Okay. Oh, that's their brother's? Maybe. (laughs) Those two guys are brothers. Joel, I think you're jealous because I'm dating somebody while you sit around playing video games on your butt all day, destined to wake up one morning old and alone with nothing but regret. Oh, my God. Susan. No. No, 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 no. Andrew, I'm talking about Nick. No, Joel. I made a terrible mistake. I'm going to make a phone call. Nice work, Joel. Now we can listening to James Blunt. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I think we should do tonight? I think we should get some people together, huh? My friends and your friends. We could go out and get some drinks. Oh, I'm just meet for a very good night. I already have plans. It's kind of like girls' night. Oh, well, if it's kind of a girls' night, then one guy. All right? <laughs> no, it's a girls' night. Well, I'll wear a skirt. I know, it's just girls' night. I, I just wanted to talk to you. About something. She 
kept avoiding the issue. You know, I, I tried to pin her down. She's just so quick. Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, I got to say that I hope that maybe I'm wrong, but maybe they are doing this. But what they needed him to do was keep a little bit of, like, Neanderthal tendencies, right? Like eating, uh, I don't know, a raw fish or fucking hitting something with a club once in a while. You know what I mean? Well, I thought they were going to do that because they showed the one guy, the, the piece of shit guy, putting the fish, fish but in a blender or something. Was he? All right. I just want to say I hope. I thought he was making some kind of campaign because I think that would lend a little more credibility to the funniness of the show. She's that they're not totally evolved. What? Yeah, they should be Cape Manish. Safety and women see us as the forbidden fruit. Do you think that will take them to a place sexually that they've never been before? Which we do. Absolutely, Nicholas. You gave her a little taste of something that she ain't getting nowhere else. Oh, she my God. Utterly transformed. Walking down the street, they think to themselves, everyone can tell, everyone knows what I've done. <laughs> so they have to drive their impulses underground. Look, can we just play some squash, please? Okay. Think about it. Andy, come on, man, get in here. Yeah, I'm coming, Joel. No, Susan, they want me to play squash. Let's just play some cards. Come on. Because I think we should resolve this. Wrong. <laughs> what? The serve was long. He's right. What are you, blind? That serve caught the line. Whoa, whoa, Bobby Knight. Don't take it out on us. This is your girlfriend keeps you hidden away like some deformed cat. What? <laughs> Not an expression. I've heard it. Thank you. What up? Wow, it is so fun to play with you when you're impotent with rage. You know what? You're about to. Oh, shit. Don't do it. Don't do it, Joel. Dude, I'm in the boxer and the passenger seat's full of oranges. Fine. Get in the damn car. Andy, not. No, I don't know who wants me to get in the car. I don't know why. I have to know what happened. Am I wrong to want to know what happened? No, because you know what? It's a good show. I mean, the incorrectly placed uh, well, that felt unsafe. commercial. This is between me and Kate. So please, just stay in the car. No problem. Okay, so then his mom walks in the room. Oh my god, I really went to the girls' night. Everybody, everybody, this is Joel. Oh, she, 
and they don't care. <laughs> Another caveman. <laughs> Seriously, it's time for a big boy wall. You want to pay? Point taken. Joel, fuck it up. Sorry about that. It's just that my friends give me grief because I tend to jump into a lot of relationships that don't only last longer than a week or so. And, um, you know, I figure why she's a tramp. Yeah, a cave tramp. Needs that kind of pressure. They call her a Wilma. She goes to the cave. How many relationships? She likes the cave in the cave. You know. Yeah, she likes to swing the bone. Thousand or so. Two thousand. (laughs) That's good. I knew you'd have yeah. <laughs> What's up, Joe? Hey. Okay. Hi, Maurice. Hello. Hello. Uh. Hello. Hello. She dated Marie. Yeah. Where'd you go? You know what? You've been through a lot. I'm going to let this one slide and keep it physical, all right? I'll try. Keep try. it physical. Andy. Oh. That's smart. No. Hope Daddy up with some Travis. Oh. Okay. Just don't try Abby. Abby. No, really. I know. No, absolutely. I would never. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Like to start a pad, please. Then we're going to steal his car. Travis. I'm going to a beer, please. So you could do worse saving a safe, I guess. I'll take that as a compliment, sure. Oh, and FYI, not only is she not ashamed of me, she's actually dated a couple of cavemen before me. So, sorry to break it to you, but it looks like her and I are the real deal. Okay. What? Is she going to be fucking yeah. sucking on Maurice's chode here in a minute? Fetish. What? Oh, okay. Has she dated a caveman before? Or two? Or... However many. I mean, that, that hardly makes it a petty. <laughs> no? Well, cut it out, okay? No problem, man. Start in your head. Thanks, dude. Cell phone. What? Well, that, was, that was episode one. That's the end of episode one. There's two episodes. See, there's at least two episodes. Well, I mean, they had a pilot, and it was on TV. Don't they have to have, like, 13 episodes? Or how many episodes do they have to have? How many cavemen episodes were there? I'm going to say four. There were 13. Was there the whole season, then? Oh, shit. It was a whole season. Bill English. Yeah, was that the whole season? 2007-2008. You're working on the old dissertation. Trying. Why is this video fucked up? Nick Kroll. I recognize that name. Well, oh, and that's Nick Kroll. The guy that is the asshole. You're right. He had his own TV like comedy show, Nick Kroll. And he was kind of funny, but then he was redundant. All right, Rufus. We'll watch one more episode next time. How's that? Or some other time. 
Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm glad that it made it at least one season through. I mean, I, I thought that they almost kind of have to, don't they? Because they order a whole season. I don't know if they do that anymore, but I think in 2007, that's the kind of shit that they did, right? Yeah. They like, okay, we sold enough advertising for the whole season. Now go take uh, 12 or 11 and a half months off. I don't think Netflix was a thing until like 09. Yeah, I don't think so either, actually. And I, when did you actually officially start using Netflix? I had it forever and never used it. I still well, don't even use it that much, honestly. I had I don't anymore. We we had the you know, they started off with DVDs. We had that right. subscription oh, right. for a while. Yeah, I sure did do that. But the streaming, uh, not for a long time. In fact, I remember I got my first smartphone in like two thousand ten that I bought used off a guy at work and another guy was like he started talking about Netflix and I was like, Does that shit fucking work? He said, Yeah, it's like really pixelated for ten minutes, but then it looks good. Right, and they made a go of it somehow, those crazy kids. And I hate to think it all got to start when um, I uploaded uh, Internet Love Song to AOL. I mean, I kind of started all that, you know. That's when people realized, wait, we can stream things that people like. We did it, Rufus. We changed the fucking world, and once again, we're like Marconi. No one fucking remembers us. Or who was the guy that invented the telephone the same time as Alexander Graham Bell and nobody fucking remembers his name? Well, I don't remember. I don't know who that is. Where we That's, this is an educational show. Let's, let's find out. Marconi. He was the radio guy, wasn't he? What? Alexander Graham Bell. We're kind of like Tesla, too. I mean, we're underrated and geniuses. Yeah, because the other guy invented, or invented alternating current, right? That kind of fucked Tesla up. Because he was a direct current guy. Yeah, something like that. Uh, let's see. Bell phone nemesis. <laughs> it's going to be AT&T. Nemesis. Uh, Bell nemesis. Yeah, bleh, bleh. No. No. No, no, no. Is nemesis no. a common word? Maybe just contemporary or colleague or competitor. I'm just putting in who in the phone because I know the two guys... Invented at the exact same time. Who invented the phone? Okay, yeah. Alexander Graham Bell and Antonio Marucci. Marucci. Is the other guy's name. Let's see. Invention of the telephone. Prior for the invention of the electric telephone frequently disputed. And new controversies over the issue have arisen from time to time. Antonio Marucci, Alexander Graham Bell, and Elias Gray. Elias, Alicia Gray. Have all been credited with the telephone's invention. A the trick? history of the telephone became and still remains a confusing morass of claims and counterclaims, which were not clarified by a huge mass of lawsuits to resolve the patent claims of many individuals and commercial competitors. The Bell and Edison patents, however, were commercially decisive because they dominated telephone technology and were upheld by the court decisions in the United States. Ah. So, arbiter of everything. He constructed telephone-like devices in 1854. Alexander really? Graham Bell was awarded the first U.S. patent for invention of the telephone in 1876. Hmm. Damn. Huh. So, this Miyuchi guy was, what, 22 years ahead of fucking Alexander Graham Bell? But he's not getting the credit? 
Well, I guess it's before the internet. Before you could just tweet, look what I invented. It had to make the rounds by horseback or something. <laughs> I know. Imagine trying to do that back then. What a thankless job. I wouldn't even bother if it invented anything back then, I don't think. I just would have passed. Especially if you want to credit for it, because you'd never know if somebody else was doing the same thing or if they'd get to it first. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about how life-changing it was. Now you're watching a fucking – you're doing a live show thanks to Antonio Meucci. Yeah. Thank you. You know what? Let's hoist one to our man, Antonio Meucci. Antonio Meucci, we didn't forget you. Just the rest of the world did. Yeah, you should have had better PR people. Poor guy. I wonder if he even has a monument or a plaque somewhere. You know he doesn't. There's no way. They did not name a whole fucking phone service after him. First of all, <laughs> how how fucking crazy that the guy's last name was Bell, who did get the credit. And then a Bell used to be the old way that a phone rang, right? What are the odds, Rufus? What are the odds? I don't know. I mean, or, I mean, maybe it's because he's like, my name's Bill. I'll make it ring with a bell. What if his last name was Buzzer? Yeah, Buzzer or Clapper or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where fate just kind of stepped in. But then again, we might not even be talking about it because we would have never known a phone that rang with a bell. It would be odd. We'd be like, oh, well, shit, grab that. The phone's buzzing or the phone is clapping. Yeah, hey, give me a buzz. Well, we do say give me a buzz, though. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's what Marucci's phone did. It <laughs> Maybe does. it is. Maybe it is. I mean, I guess technologically, the real one was probably the uh, the Morse code. Because they had to lay all those... Yeah. Imagine how long that would fucking take back yeah, then. Yeah, I can't imagine, dude. I mean, you're going around on a horse and fucking buggy with giant telephone poles trying to put them in the fucking ground and, what, get on a ladder to get up there and hang the fucking wires? And, and digging the hole to put the post in. Well, I mean, think about it, too. How advanced could the fucking wire have been? I mean, okay, so you run this wire from fucking Wyoming to El Paso, Texas, and somewhere crazy. along the line it gets a tiny little fucking nick in it? And what do you? How do you know where the fucking short is? The line you just have to go pole to pole, fucking plug it into the line to see where the fucking it stops working. I don't know. How did that work? Or did it go? I don't know. Maybe it went from like you did a and it went to like twenty miles to the next little unit, and then twenty miles. So if the signal stopped here, you'd be like, "Well, we gotta." How would you know? What if you're just like, I guess the phone stopped ringing, and you have to wait for a guy to show up like four weeks later on a fucking horse and be like. The thing's broken. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because he couldn't send a telegram. Now, wait, there was a, is that one of those guys that was famous, got his start as a guy working as a fucking, uh, just a guy who did the telegraph, right? Or, or like, deciphered the stuff. What do they call that person? The, uh, oh, yeah, because it's all bits and boops. I mean, more... like a famous telegraph operator. Because there was someone who became super-duper famous doing that. Really? Yeah. I mean, Morris, they got Morris, the guy who invented the dits and dutes. Morris, Morris developed the code, yes, but wait a minute. Super fucking famous, and I want to say it was someone like, um, who's the guy that did electricity? Not Edison. No. Edison. Yeah. No, Edison. Edison? 
But no, because electricity had to be around before then, right? Or not? What, it, it, like the phone, Edison was not the first guy to invent the light bulb either. Right. He just invented a light bulb that burned a lot fucking longer and more efficient, right? Yeah, he made it out of a different filament. That's right. That's right. What was that filament? Do you know? Is it cotton? It cotton was filament? a burnt piece of hair. Wow. No, it wasn't. I don't know what it oh. was. Let's see. Uh, you know what? Let's look it up. It was, it was something odd, though. It was like coconut husk or something. First filament. Look at us fucking learning stuff on the show tonight. It's educational. How was that in first light? Oh, you were right. Carbonized piece of cotton thread that burned for 13 and a half hours. Damn. Look at, look at the brain on Rufus. I said burnt, though. So don't go taking all the credit with your cotton thread. You're right. I set you up to knock it out of the park. Thank you. Again. again I call that uh, uh, put it in drive, by the way. <laughs> so I, I'm the Marucci to your bell. You are. I credit, and you you do all the work. I mean, you know. Let's go get a statue. And I'll... Face. I'm a beautiful face and a great body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And with a gigantic benign ball. That's okay. They they attract their own kind of attention. That's PR. It's PR. <laughs> sure they do. I the saw advertising on the side of my my cannonball bag. <laughs> so well, we've learned a lot tonight, Rufus. Good work on that, I might say. Fucking a! Wow. We actually learned about a really great show that fucking didn't get its fucking dues. It did not get its dues. Well, it's 13 episodes. Maybe it, it started strong and tanked. We'll find out, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to say this because I feel like I'm going to jinx it for the show, for that show. But I kind of felt like that episode started out strong and then fucking tanked a little bit. Yeah, maybe it had a – well, yeah, it did. I was going to say maybe it had a lull, but it did come to a conclusion. It started out real strong. Not wearing off, too, though. Learning about the characters when they were setting the characters up, fucking brilliant dialogue. Yeah, it was. It was. I want to know more about who played Joel. Let's see who played Joel on that. Let's see yeah. what he went on to do. It's like they took a shift from like funny sitcom to almost like a drama kind of thing. And yeah. I don't think they should have done that. You know who the Joel guy reminded me of in this? Who? Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Who is, is that the actor's name or the character's name? That's the character's name. He's the one, the, the dad with all the kids, with the, like the three kids married to the blonde lady. He's a fucking great character. I love Phil Dunphy. And I don't really, haven't really watched a lot of that show, but I love the ones with Phil Dunphy in it. Caveman, all right. Joel, 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 Joel. Let's see. Oh, he got a fashion award. TV fashion, Joel of Cavemen, Chicago Tribune. What? So really? Poor Joel, to, what? And the rest of the Caveman cast stand a chance against a culture that worships the young, smooth chests of what? So they're saying that they were canceled because they weren't fucking pretty. That's stupid. That was the whole Gosh, but, uh, What? I'm flabbergasted. People were dumb back then. I know. They're dumb now. They, in a different way. I I don't want to. I just want to say I think people have gotten even stupider. Since people have gotten a lot fucking stupider. I mean, yeah, the internet and stuff was around back then, but not like it is now. I mean, the no. Ago, 
Twitter and Facebook were pretty, still pretty fucking new. You could, could you watch shit on your phone back then or not? Uh, I don't think the iPhone came out until late '07 or early '08. But so, but nobody was probably watching. Even then, I don't know if you could get the bandwidth, right? Because the structure of the internet was yeah. not, especially like uh, cell phone internet. It was like one or two G. I mean, here's the real kicker, dude. We weren't even doing the Hypersoft Happy Hour yet. At that point, oh, you're the right. Was yeah, eleven years old. I, I don't know if that's uh, awesome or sad. It's sad. But... It's very sad. The sloth was in its infancy. The sloth couldn't even buy beer yet. No. Now the sloth <laughs> fucking, you know, halfway into his fucking uh, master's degree. Yeah, yeah. We're Teaching. proving that every fucking week. He's an RA. So, oh. I don't know. Let's see. Who, who played Joel? Who played Joel? That's what I needed to put. Who played Joel? Okay, did he go on and do anything else? I want you to do a, give me a preview. Did the guy who played Joel go on to do anything that had any critical acclaim or no? I'm going to guess uh, only because I the only one name that I recognized, and I'm not a connoisseur of, you know, the televised stuff, but I'm going to say no. I, I think his career is probably still going, but he's not like a guy, you know, he's not like, oh, that guy. And here's the sad part. He could probably be pulling a lot of tail at that time, right? Oh, yeah. But no one would even know who he was because he was all fucking made up for the show. Yeah. So that that might have killed his fucking career, if you think about it. Because, like, who are you? Who did you play? And he could be like, I was Joel on that caveman show. And they're like, huh, you're just not a memorable character. Because they don't know what he fucking looks like. Let's see what he looks like in real life. Who played Joel on caveman? All right. Bill English. Let's go. Let's see what. Uh oh. Uh oh. This isn't good. Oh no. What? Is he dead? No, but he does not have a Wikipedia page. Oh, not a good sign for a celebrity. No. Oh my. What about? Does he have an IMDb? No, the show does, but he does not. Ew. All right. Joel Claybrook. Oh my God. People have set up. Facebook pages using him. Joel Cox's playbook, Cave Paintings fandom. So people don't care about this guy <laughs> that played uh, him. They care more about uh, the caveman character. Uh, that's weird. Wait a minute. What's going on here? Bill English was the guy's name. Hold on. I messed up. That was the director's name. Oh. Oh, double Z. Double faux pas for double Z tonight. All right, Bill English, he does have a Wikipedia page. And, yeah, they put makeup on him because he looks like a fucking dolt. Does he look like a dolt? Let me share my screen with you. And you know what? I just got to go ahead and say that wearing the makeup actually probably made him more memorable than not wearing makeup. It looks like an, an accountant. Yeah. I, you know, they didn't have to do a lot of work on the teeth, obviously. Obviously, he's English. I mean, they're British, right? Uh, it looks like nobody did any work on the teeth. <laughs> he looks British, doesn't he? I wonder if he is. Tell me that this guy doesn't have a British look, even in the way he smiles. Yeah, he's very British. You think so? I think so, yeah. Let's check. All right. 
Bill, well, his name is Bill English, so maybe that's why I thought he was. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Born? Does it say born somewhere? Early life. English is the 11th of 12 children. Yeah, they got to be. Yeah. Let's Jesus. see. Born to Mer- Mervyn and Nora Nee O'Brien English. Let's see. Oh, yeah. His parents purchased Rosedale, a mixed sheep and cropping farm in, in Dipton, Southland. From, yeah, so he, I guess Southland is where? I don't have any idea. Is this uh, Australia or something? Because it's like English attended St. Thomas School in Winton, wherever the fuck that could be. Oh, oh, got a map. New Zealand. That luck motherfucker. God. Weren't we just talking about moving to New Zealand last week? Yeah, where they don't have disease. Yeah, and they are pretty cool, period. And the houses are, like, pretty cool, too. Because I saw House Hunters once, and it had a cool house from... New Zealand on there. Well, that got us to fucking move. So let's see if he was anything else. All right, hold on a second. Oh. Um, let's see. Fourth national government. He was in. What? He was a national candidate for Wallace replacing. He was. A, so he was a. He Is was this a same Bill English. Maybe this guy's a politician. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Ah, double Z. Bill English. Go to IMDB. Go to IMDB and look him up. I'm doing one better. I'm going to Bill English from Caveman. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a politician Uh, in New uh, Zealand. Bill English actor, it has to say. (gasps) Oh, my God. Look how short his Wikipedia page is, dude. He might be dead. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Wikipedia page than this. You know, we should have Wikipedia pages. We should. We absolutely should. We, you, we knew the guy from uh, Gal's Panic. I have a friendship with the, the uh, guitar player from Tenacious D. You know Sammy Hagar's son. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We don't even need, like, the, what do they call that? When you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone? A friend of a friend? No, didn't there was, like, a name for it. Like, say, somehow you uh, know something of separation. Degrees of separation, eight degrees, seven degrees of separation. What was that? Seven. Seven degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation, right? Six. Separation to some major celebrities. Really? I mean, it's only six degrees, period. So hold on a second. Let's see how it works. I mean, is it? All right, folks, you're going to have to take it, go into the VIP with us. Me and fucking double, or and me and Rufus are... We're we're experiencing some really fucking crazy shit tonight. You need to follow us in the VIP, right, Rufus? Yes, indeed.
sometimes you just got to free your mind a little bit, Rufus. All right, folks, welcome back to the zigzag. Oh, my God. The Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. Uh, thanks for joining us after the IP. We were, we were looking into the six degrees of separation theory. And let's see, six degrees of separation theory captivated millions of people, among them mathematicians, sociologists, and physicists, who together laid the foundation for the first online social network. Uh uh. Really? Yeah, I guess so. The six degrees of separation theory states that any inhabitant of the Earth could meet anyone in the world with a maximum of six or fewer mutual connections between them and another person, be it through acquaintances, friends, or members of their family. Really? I'm trying okay. to think. I wish I knew people. You know what? I wish I knew the people that, I guess, how would I say that? I wish I knew the people that people I knew knew. Does that make sense? Make a game uh, uh, where we just pick a random name of, of and just figure out like how we can right. get to them through six degrees because that's what it's the same. That's what I'm. You saying. know somebody who might know somebody who might know somebody. Right, but how would you know? You would have to know everybody that everybody you knew knew, and then they would have to know everybody. Guesses, so like. Joe knows Biff, and I know Biff works in this industry, so he might know this guy who also – I mean, we'd have to make oh, some assumptions, God. but – You're fucking making sense, my good friend. Okay, here's what it says. Of course, the theory also – I love me some – Of your 100 personal connections, none might have a mutual connection with the 10,000. Oh, wait. So it really gets into fucking serious numbers there. Well, if each one of your 100 acquaintances is connected somehow to another 100 people, then the number would increase to 10,000 in just the second link in the chain. So after six of those, God, what's it, 100 million fucking people? Yeah, wait, okay. This one would reach 10 million people and 1 billion people at the sixth level. No. No. That would make it so you knew of the world's population. If that were true, I'd have a lot more Twitter. All I know is if that were true, dude, your Facebook would be blowing up because people would be like, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who went to school with a guy that knows Rufus. Exactly. We're friends. I feel bad. I got a question for you. Do you ever get like random, not random, but okay, see, I'm a lot on a lot of these uh, like Facebook groups about growing marijuana, right? Sure. And I'm, I discuss things marijuana-related on these Facebooks and give people advice if they're asking for it or whatever and respond to people who give me advice. Mm-hmm. And it never fails that someone will send me a friend request, okay. right? And I just ignore it. I have, like, 50 fucking friend requests because I'm like, I don't want to interact with these people, but I also don't want them to know what I'm doing on Facebook, even though I never post anything. Right. Like, I don't want to engage with these people. And then... But am I rude for not accepting their friend request? Or did no. I like, well, this guy has 1,822 friends. It's like he's working on 10 degrees of separation. You know what I mean? He doesn't know that many people. No. No. Speaking of degrees of separation, uh, I don't participate in any groups except for that guitar group that I started. Right. So I don't get, like, Pretty random requests. Yeah. Thank you. 
that I don't get requests from just total strangers. Uh, but I do get requests from well, I mean requests from people that are strangers to me. Right. But if you look, it'll show mutual friends. That's so sometimes weirder. That's well, even more uncomfortable to me. Well, no, That's because if you I, no, if you respond, if my buddy Joe I posts get something I and get I respond, yes, yes, I get it. That'd be like me yeah. though asking your mom to be my friend on Facebook. Well, that wouldn't be weird. If it was a guitar player and a guitar player, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. But, but what if it was a <laughs> uh, uh, co-founder of the world's greatest band and your mom? Would that be odd or not? Well, that would be, I would have to have a talk with somebody in that scenario. Yes. Mom, obviously, because she's a band groupie who just wants to schlong all night long. Please <laughs> ask her to stop asking me to send that text. Really, dude, it's kind of getting a little embarrassing. I think your dad knows something up. <laughs> Well, her iPhone cloud storage is full. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, because one pick of these balls, dude, is like 50 fucking giggers. <laughs> it's a terabyte per nut. <laughs> it is. It's got, I crashed the Microsoft cloud server trying to upload a fucking one picture, one nut. Can't help it, dude. It's It was a sickness that's turned into a disease. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's mental. I'm talking about the mental... But you know, I just I just find that odd, and then I feel bad. I'm like, because I've had my friends, right? People who I'm not sure if they know who Double Z is. Yeah. Right? They are a friend of a friend because I've got like a group of about seven or eight on Facebook. Yeah. And there are people that I know that have asked me to friend them, and I don't, kind of in the hopes that they actually don't know that it's me. You don't dec- do you actually actively decline it or do you just ignore it? I just ignore it. I just let I, it. Sit. I so ignore. I, know, it. I guess he doesn't know how to use Facebook or something. If anybody ever confronts me, I'm like, I, you know, I'm on there. I don't even know how to fucking find who's trying to friend me, and I don't have a lot of friends on there. You know what I mean? And if yeah. I want to know what you're eating for lunch, I'll call you and ask you. I won't want to see it on your feed. But then I notice people. Some of the people that I do know post fucking stupid shit. And they know who they are, and they might be listening, and then I just get annoyed with them. You talking to me? No. No, I'm not talking to you. All your stuff is clever and much appreciated, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Shut Kudos. You know that I like it because I'm the only one that ever likes it. Yeah, that's true. But you never never, like it. You never give me the laughing face. You only give me the thumbs up, and it's getting a little tiresome. Well, it's hard to give you the laughing face when I take your rudimentary idea and I expand on it, and then what's underneath the feed is funnier because then I'm like, oh, I stole the thunder. And I'm like, damn, should I put that? And then, like, two seconds later, my fucking shit is popping up with friend requests of people wanting to friend me, and I tell them I only friend them if they defriend you first. <laughs> Dude, that's social social uh, media marketing 101. Defriend. The D friend. D friend. There's only so many friends to go around. Either you got a friend or somebody doesn't. During the Trump election, I had a guy that worked for me, right? And he was like us. He was not a Trump fan or whatever. But he would get on Facebook and fucking go off, and people would defriend the guy fucking left and right. And he would come to work, like, so fucking dejected, right? And I'm like, well, fuck those people, dude. They're fucking telling you that you're a shithead. For not supporting fucking Trump. Why do you even want to be friends with these fucking assholes? Right. But I've had to look past it in some of my friendships. I just, 
I just have the people that I just am like, you know what, we're not going to go there because it's just, you know what, you're a good friend. I figure when he's out of office, in a couple of years, you'll look back and you'll reflect and be like, yeah, dude, I was a fucking total dickhead back then. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah you were, but you know what, we can still be friends because now you're admitting that he was a piece of fucking garbage. Well, look, I got to say that I've unfriended people for political rants on Facebook just because when I go to Facebook, I would just want to see some stupid shit and make some stupid comments. I don't need to be lectured to or get angry. And if people are like posting too much, Twitter's different. That's what it's for. But in Facebook, if somebody's getting way too fucking preachy and shit, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that people can help themselves. It seems to me like it's all kind of Trump planted, right? It's like the Trump people. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this. So send it to Rufus at hyperslot.me. But um, they are aggressors. They're very aggressive people. They've been that way since before I know. Trump, though. Because I've been on Facebook since '09, and Obama was president. And I remember the same old people. But I've seen it from the other side, too. Yeah, I mean, there's those kind of people for the Democratic side. But luckily, the Democratic side has more legs to stand on. Because yeah. it's just not as dirty and disgusting as the Republican side. It's but dirty I mean, and disgusting, don't get me wrong, but it's not as fucking disgusting. Right. But either way, what I'm saying is I'm on Facebook to not worry about that shit. And if somebody who's my friend is only dishing out that kind of stuff, I'm like, fuck, God, it's only so much time of the day, man. You're fucking out. So I can see unfriending somebody who you really like because they're annoying with all that bullshit all the time. The irony of that is that you have a show three nights a week dedicated to uh, saying what a jack-off Trump is. Right, but people can choose to tune in. When they go to Facebook, they just see shit that comes up. They're like, oh, here's this guy again. Fucking meh, meh, meh. Trump or Obama, whatever. Trump, Obama. Still want to see the fucking birth certificate, probably. Some of them have... Dan suits. Translation. <laughs> Where is that birth certificate? He never did show his birth certificate. <laughs> Mom, they're bringing back the good light bulbs. <laughs> The ones with filaments that use all the electricity. I told you it's the only ones that I've seen work. So you know, I wonder why there's a cotton shortage. That's true. You know what? It'd be the fucking... I'm surprised the light bulb industry didn't stop it at fucking light bulbs that only burn for 13 hours and 13 and a half hours. <laughs> I mean, think about how much money they're losing out on oh, even a light bulb that lasted a fucking year. They're kicking themselves now. Now they have really fucked up. That's the that's why the ones they claim last seven years last six months because well, they're like right. yeah, they're yeah. tricking you. Oh, I guess they had a short in it. Are you gonna send it back to us? Pay the fucking eight dollars in shipping because it has to be fragilely wrapped and shit. They they've got right. it all fucking figured out. They're like nobody's sending this shit back. It costs too much. Cheaper to buy a fucking new light bulb. Fuck no. Oh, we figured it out, Rufus, as usual. We figured it out. The whole light bulb industry is in on the electricity industry. I knew it. It's uh, what we big light bulb is what we call it. Big light bulb. Big bulb, we like to call it. Big bulb. You know it. Big bulb. And little bulb. There's those startup bulbs. Oh, little bulbs. Cute. Seems like I watched the thing on how to make light bulbs on, uh, you know, that how they make it. You know that show? Love that show. Right, and it was a great show, and I'm like, man, 
a lot of fucking work actually goes into making a light bulb. I mean, a lot of, I mean, not a lot of work, but a lot of like delicate equipment. Well, yeah, the glass is so fucking thin and perfectly shaped, and the filaments are tiny. Or, you know, the gat argon or whatever the fuck they have them in The way that the thing stuffs up in the bottom of the fucking uh, light bulb, I yeah. can't believe that it doesn't break every time they try to push that fucking thing on there. They heat it up, right? And they push it. It's a fucking pretty complicated process. But somehow at the same time they're sucking the air out of it? I don't know. I don't know, Rufus. It's a miracle that we have a fucking bulb that even lasted 13 and a half hours. That's why I think bulbs are underpriced. You know what? We should start a fucking drive to increase the price of fucking light bulbs. <laughs> we should. We want to pay more for light bulbs. More light bulbs. <laughs> pay more for light bulbs. But we would have to put it save the landfill kind of slant or something. Well, sure. Save I mean, big bulb. An old styley big bulb bulb is <laughs> more, uh, I guess, more environmentally friendly than a silicone LED or something that is never going to fucking disintegrate. Right. It's just a cotton filament that burns out in 13 hours. And a piece of glass that can be ground down back into fucking sand, and the yeah. metal can be recycled. Let's hear about the fucking recycling of a fucking uh, LED bulb. Ain't none. No, right. Ain't none. I mean, the good news is we don't have to worry about it for 25 years. <laughs> then we'll be overrun with fucking LED bulbs. And they finally run out. They'll be like, oh, shit. Knee deep in them. Sort of like that, you know, how they have those electric batteries for cars or whatever. Yeah. And to try to recycle one of those is fucking impossible. No, no. This is going to contaminate. We're going to be buried in Tesla batteries. We are. In 20 fucking years. There'll be a whole island of nothing but fucking Tesla batteries. You know what you should do? Shoot them into space. What? Yeah, because Elon Musk makes rockets. That's what I mean. It's just and like Tesla's. I'm sure you can find the way, the way for the government to fucking pay for that. How long before we do start shooting garbage into space? Why don't we? I mean, there already is a ton of fucking garbage in space, right? I mean, like, there's 10,000 things floating around our planet right now. Those are just satellites. Yeah, but why not just load some shit up and just... Well, I mean... Not, not, not put it in orbit, just blast it and let it keep fucking going somewhere. What if, like, in some other fucking world, they come across a fucking bunch of American shit? <laughs> even understand it. What if, like, one day we're sitting here on Earth and there's a fucking something comes burning through the fucking Earth's atmosphere and it just turns out to be a rocket full of fucking alien garbage? <laughs> we would think it's super important. And well, what if it was, shit. like, fucking just nuclear waste or something that oh. – or a fucking biological – thing that could fucking kill the whole... Maybe that's what happened to dinosaurs. You don't know. I thought they, that meteor brought a bunch of shit on it, didn't it? I thought you meant like alien junk mail and banana peels. I did. I did it first. I did it first, but then I had to get cerebral with it because <laughs> he does. I had to turn it into a movie because now we have a movie where you're sitting around minding your own business and some garbage trowel from or garbage scow from outer space brings a bunch of fucking garbage here that uh, has some kind of biological agent in it that turns people into moths or some shit. You know what I mean? Blockbuster. There you go. We've done it. And there has to be two people 
who are not infected, right? Of course, they're working in some kind of lab somewhere. Sure. It's like, it's like I've seen this movie before, almost. But they well, weren't moth people. What were they? Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh. oh, wait. I've seen it more than once before. I've seen it like 5,000 fucking times. But we made it better with the moth people. Every movie has been made 5,000 times, just with different actors and what, different settings. What is like something? There's like a an original movie, like, uh, I don't want to say Gone with the Wind, but like, like A Star is Born. I mean, that's been made like 20 fucking times, right? Sure. Or that story. Has, right. Yeah. Like a story is like, I mean, so rudimentary, man meets woman, woman, you know, or whatever the fuck it is. There's only like one or two stories in all of fucking TV, basically, or movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. What is it? Moth eats brain out of hot woman? Uh, moth eats brain out of hot woman, then overtakes her body and becomes the scientist that tells them how to divert more trash away from planet Earth, but secretly she's telling the aliens where to put the trash. But wait a minute. The aliens, the next load of trash has whatever on it that eats moths, right, and clears up the earth of the moth people, and all is well in the end. The sequel and everything, in the sequel, everything ends up just fine. Except for the very last scene where something is spawning out of the garbage cow that might be a more advanced moth person. It's a, pu- a pupa, a pupa. It's a guy in a rubber suit squeezing around in a fucking big blanket, right? And then we just cut to black screen, outer space black screen. Right. The end, dot, dot, dot. Right. It, dot, 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 question Question mark. mark. <laughs> Ooh, we did it. We did it again, dude. We just wrote a fucking movie in less than five minutes. They got whole teams of people in fucking Hollywood that aren't coming up with movie ideas as good as ours, and they're fucking taking months and months to fucking do it, and instead they're redoing Scooby-Doo. Ugh. Yeah. Stop redoing. Just stop redoing. They got to stop the redoing. I know. Okay, we just figured out that there's eight. There's one fucking like way to write a TV show. So just keep writing it. Even if you have to use right. different characters' names and different people, That's you don't you have to redo one. You just do another one, but you don't use the exact same names and the exact same fucking bullshit. Right. Right. And I'm just going to put that out here because I want to see it someday. I want someone to start a podcast where they, like, follow up on stories where shit happened like Scooby-Doo. Or even where a neighborhood sleuth person, right, random person. You get their whole TV show like this, where someone notices something in their neighborhood, right? Yeah. Like, That's odd. You know what I mean? And they do some sleuthing of their own yeah. and they uncover, like, a giant fucking drug cartel or a fucking kitty porn ring. I mean, it's got to happen, right? Like. Regular people have to fucking solve crimes at some point, or at least tip the cops off. I'm sure, but how do you find how do you I find know. those stories? Do you, I mean, do you think we could check the headline? Maybe. Shit like that. Citizen. Let's, you know what? I'm gonna search right now. Neighbor. Let's see. Neighbor bus porn ring. I'm gonna put it in there. <laughs> That's gonna be a DVD. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> Worldwide child bus, porn bus, include California man. Massive child 
Uh, see, this is the opposite of what we want. Massive child porn bus shocks neighbors. I want the neighbor that says, eh, I'm yeah. surprised. This you know? guy's a little off. Why is he uh, always in his house? Neighbor solves crime. I guess what really happens, though, is when the neighbor, they just call the cops, right? Yeah, true. That's where the neighbor stops the involvement. Right. But see, how many times do the cops come out and go, "Mm, I don't know, we're not seeing nothing. Probably way too many times. Yeah, I mean, you know that they they don't do their fucking job. They're like, eh, there's not really we can do about it. Oh, what do you mean they killed your fucking dog and we've been here fucking 20 goddamn times in the last week? Dude, I listen to a podcast called Case Files. It's all true crime stuff. Right. But that does happen a lot where the cops get involved and they just don't get it. They don't see what's going on. <laughs> they're like talking to the serial killer the whole fucking time or somebody who's because some up getting killed. guy is poisoning my fucking dog or something? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So basically, I mean, obviously when the cops get involved and they don't see it, someone has reported a crime that goes unsolved. Yeah, and it's up to them. The onus becomes on them to like, well, we're not seeing it. You're gonna have to prove it to us. Yeah, prove it. Where's the the head of the? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. So you heard someone screaming bloody murder. Well, we went and knocked on the door and asked him if anybody was screaming bloody murder last night about two thirty a.m. and he said no. So really, all right? He didn't open the door, but he said it through the mail slot. No, nobody was screaming. <laughs> Of course, I saw this one. Are you ready for this, dude? This is fucking insane, okay? It was the Dateline that was on, like, fucking two months ago. And this fucking guy, this chick gets killed at her apartment complex, right? Sure. Classic, you know, hot chick. She's by herself, whatever. Supposed to go see her boyfriend. She never fucking shows up. And she fucking, they find her body the next day, strangled with a phone cord on her bed. She'd been molested. And, um... <laughs> And so they're going around, and the fucking, this is insane. So they're going around the apartment complex asking people, right, what's up? I know what you're talking about. And the manager of the apartment complex says, you should check in to the fucking janitor guy. Oh, right. Okay. You should ask him because he was talking about her or had her ring or something. And they're like, okay. So they go to talk to the the, the janitor guy. They knock on the door. They can hear some scrambling inside, but nobody answers, right? right? They don't follow up for two fucking years. Two years? Years before they go back and try to fucking talk to this guy because they're in the whole meantime, they're trying to pin it on the fucking boyfriend who had a fucking airtight alibi. Wow. Yeah, two years, they don't fucking go back and knock on the door again. That's fucking crazy. No, here's the crazy part. They're knocking on the door. They can hear someone's in there, and they're not answering. And this is a guy who might be a suspect in a murder case that is fucking working at the apartment complex where it happened. Eh, he's probably in there, but maybe he's taking a shit. I guess we'll come back in two fucking years. All you have to say is, you taking a shit, sir? What's with all the groaning and grunting? Right. What do you got, a dead body in there? <laughs> oh, no. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about that ring or that dead chick. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> that ring or that dead I, chick. Yep, I was trying to sell the chick's ring. 
and he had keys to all the fucking places because there was no sign of forced entry. I mean, Jesus Christ, Rufus, can you believe that? Can you believe? I mean, I've got a pretty good record at solving crimes on the first 48, and I'm not even a homicide detective. These guys do this shit for a living, and they never thought to go back and ask the guy who didn't answer the door when they were doing their initial questioning. I think if you watch at least, I don't know how many seasons of the first 48 they are, but if you make it through five seasons, you should be able to print out a certificate. You should. You're right. That, that says you're qualified to consult on a, a fucking murder case. See, and I see where these guys are coming from, though, because nine times out of ten, it's somebody that somebody knows or is dating. Yeah. Right? Yep. But there's that one where it's just some fucking random shit, too. But, That's see, even up. on the first 48, they would fucking wait around, it seems like, to ask this fucking guy, or if they heard him in there, they'd call out, uh, what do they call it? Back yeah. fugitive apprehension team, or is that what they call it on uh, the first forty-eight? I don't think I've heard that term, but that would do something. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what they would do? They bring out Slaychi. Who's that? Oh, he's like one of the one of the main guys on, or he was like five years ago. Then they gave him his own show for a while. Him and that, uh, what's that black lady's name? I want to say, oh my god, I just remembered it the other day. Laquita strange name. It's like Evers or Bedford Evers or something like that. And uh, she's really good. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because she's always gets those, uh, the younger black guys to fucking uh, oh, yeah. pony up because she's like, think of your mother. You know, we know you're better than this. She gets their fucking, she gets them to like give out their hearts. And then she's like, lock him up. <laughs> Get him off the street. Collar him, Rufus. All right, let's do Jeopardy. At least no, one. No, I'm continuing to want to talk about TV. I'm in control of the fucking Jeopardy of the show here, dude. You just fucking hold your horses. Okay, well, I got to run. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. Okay, folks, so anyways, on the first 48... <laughs> of- <laughs> All right, I plugged her in. I was ready to go. Uh, okay. What's your name? Alexa. Play Jeopardy. Did you see where Alex Trebek stopped his chemotherapy? Oh, but it's because he feels good. It's working. His his numbers are fucking normal. What is a miracle? And welcome. Today is Saturday, which means it's time for our clues written for teens and families. You can play Teen Jeopardy or catch up on the food from this week. Which would you like to play? Catch up. You've missed some days lately. Do you want to catch up on the clues from Monday? Yes. Let's start the Jeopardy round. The first Jeopardy category is lakes and rivers. Named for a French explorer, this lake lies on the border of New York and Vermont. What is Hudson? No, the correct response was what is Lake Champlain. Damn it. The next category is inventions. Alessandro Volta created the first electric one of these, which was a pile of zinc and silver discs. What is a battery? Correct. Wow. Third Jeopardy category is animals. In a Dr. Seuss title, it follows one, two, red, and blue. What is fish? Good job. Damn. The fourth category is foreign cuisine. Campbell's has yet to can this Chinese delicacy made from the saliva of Swiss. 
Repeat the question. Again, the category is foreign cuisine. Campbell's has the toucan with Chinese delicacy made from the saliva of Swissfoot. What is bird's nest soup? Excellent. Nice. The next Jeopardy category is actors and roles. His character in the Star Wars films was frozen in carbonite, in love with a princess, and friends with a Wookiee. Who was Han Solo? You're right. Nice. Today's sixth category is number three. If you didn't know that, I would have punched you. It's represented by the Roman numeral B. Repeat the question. Again, the category is number please. It's represented by the Roman numeral B. What is 1,000? Ooh, no, 100. the correct response was what is 500? 500. Time for the next six clues in the double Jeopardy round. Okay, we get it. Your seventh Jeopardy category is the Bible. Luke chapter 2 verse 12 describes the baby Jesus as being wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in one of these. What is a manger? Yes, that's it. Your category is 50 TV. 20 years of fucking... According to the title of a Robert Young sitcom, this person knows best. Who is dad? Father! Who's father? Father. Correct. Oh. Our category is national landmarks. The dining room fireplace in this Thomas Jefferson estate hides a dumbwaiter that comes up from the wine cellar. What is Monticello? You're right. Your next category is weight and measure. The difference between a short one and a long one is 240 pounds. What is a ton? Good job. Wow. Your category is notorious. Though reputed to be master bank robbers, she and her partner Clyde Barrow once left a crime scene with just $80. Who is Bonnie? Correct. Your last Jeopardy category is four-letter words. Visage is French for this. Repeat the question. Again, the category is four-letter words. Visage is French for this. What is face? Yes, that's correct. All right, let's see how you did today. Well done. You got 10 of 12 Dude, we kind of got 11 if I would have said champagne. Would you like to catch up on those? Amazing. Yes. 10. Take it away. Holy shit. Category, state capital. Teddy Roosevelt called this Pennsylvania city's capital the handsomest building I ever saw. Repeat the question. Again, the category, state capital. Teddy Roosevelt called this Pennsylvania city's capital the handsomest building I ever saw. What is Scranton? That's not it. That's a bad start. The correct response was, what is Harrisburg? Your next category is the 40s. should change the name of that. On December 26, 1944, his play, The Glass Menagerie, premiered in Chicago. Repeat the question. Again, the category is the 40s. On December 26, 1944, his play, The Glass Menagerie, premiered in Chicago. Who is Tennessee Williams? Good job. Fuck yeah. The next Jeopardy category is homonyms. Homonyms are words that are spelled and pronounced the same, but have different meanings. To put up with something difficult, or a large mammal. Repeat the question. Again, the category is homonyms. To put up with something difficult, or a large Uh, mammal. What is bear? 
Good job. Wow. The Jeopardy category is transportation. A schooner has two or more masts, while this other type of sailboat with a double O only has one. What is a schooner? That's what she said. Sorry. The correct response was what is a sloop? Sloop. Our category is country music. He went to number one with I Love a Rainy Night, but on his next album he sang, Bring Back the Sunshine. Who is Eddie Rabbit? You're right. Your sixth Jeopardy category is by the numbers. A heptagon has this many sides. What is five? No. The correct response was what is seven. Thanks. Thanks for Let's trying. move on to double Jeopardy. I was on a roll. I the next category is Wild West. In slang, a bone orchard was one of these. What is a cemetery? Good job. Our eighth category is opera. Ride of the Valkyries is part of this Richard Wagner cycle. What is the flight of the bumblebee? Ugh. No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is the ring cycle? Okay. Your ninth Jeopardy category is sports. It's the sport where referees can call you for butt ending. Excuse me? Repeat the question. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is. Repeat the question. Again, the category is sports. It's the sport where referees can call you for butt ending. What is that thing they do on the ice with the That's not it. The correct response is what is hockey. Oh. Your next category is biology. Anatomy deals with the structure of organisms. This branch of biology is about their function. Repeat the question. Again, the category is biology. Anatomy deals with the structure of organisms. This branch of biology is about their function. What is endocrinology? Ah. Sorry, the correct response was, what is physiology? Your category is foreign phrases. In Spanish, it's Feliz Navidad. What is Merry Christmas? Yes, that's correct. Your last Jeopardy category is religion. Rastafarianism originated in the 1930s in this country. What is Jamaica? Good job. Yeah. Let's see how you did. Job <laughs> You scored six out of 12 clues today. You have three days to play. Beat 10. Would you like to one. catch up on those clues? I got yeah. time for one more. It's time for the Jeopardy round. Come on, Ruben. Your first Jeopardy category is presidential middle name. This president's middle name was Bertrand. Repeat the question. Bertrand. Again, the category is presidential middle name. This president's middle name was Bertrand. Who is Taft? Ah, no, Grant. that's incorrect. The correct response was who is Rutherford Hayes? Uh, Rutherford Our B. second Jeopardy Rutherford category Bertrand. is celebrity fame. On being invited to Judy Garland's fifth wedding, she said, I can't make it mama, but I promise I'll come to your next one. Repeat the question, who is Judy Garland's mom? Oh, sorry. I said the correct response was who is Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. The third category is World that. War II trivia. A surrender in a schoolhouse brought an end to the war in Europe on May 7th of this year. 
1945. Yes, that's correct. Finally, the next one. category is science. The three basic types of rocks are igneous, sedimentary, and mist. What is volcanic? Oh. That's incorrect. The correct response was what is metamorphic? Oh. I knew it had an M. The category is 12-letter words. It's a healthcare worker who specializes in drawing blood. What is a phlebotomist? Yes, that's it. We're back on track, baby. The next category is bear facts. It's the fictional national park where Yogi Bear can be found. Repeat the question. Uh. Again, the category is bear facts. It's the fictional national park where Yogi Bear can be found. Oh, my God, I can see the sign. Yeah, me too. What is Shithead National Park? What response was, what is Jellystone? Jellystone! Ah! I now fucking remember that there's a campground by my house. The next Jeopardy category is the 50s. On February 6, 1952, Queen Elizabeth II took over the British throne from this man, her father. Who was Prince Edward. Sorry. The correct response was who is George the Sixth. I had no idea. Did you been fucking queen so long? You just kind of assumed she was always queen. On New Year's Eve, there's crashing in Copenhagen, as it's good luck to throw broken dishes that day in this country. What is New Year's Day? What? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is Denmark? Your ninth category is the Bible. In the King James Bible... Most of the Ten Commandments begin with these three words. Thou shalt not. The correct response is, what is thou shalt not? Oh, come on. Classic country. In a 1965 hit, Roger Miller sang about being the king of this. Repeat the question. Again, the category is classic country. In a 1965 hit, Roger Miller sang about being the king of this. What is the road? Excellent. Today's the the Jeopardy category is islands. One travel guide says this Indonesian island east of Java is as romantic as it gets. What is Bora Bora? Sorry, the correct response was what is Bali. Our last category is fruits and vegetables. Joyous cooking has a recipe for a jubilee dessert where these fruits are set on fire with the help of some brandy. What are cherries? No, the correct response was what are cherries. Oh, you got it, dude. I fucked that up. Shucks. Oh, You got two out of 12 clues today. You have two days to past week. Three. Catch up on those clues. Three. One more. One more. Got to do one more. You skipped two days this week. Okay. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes. Yes. What is yes? Let's get going. Well, she was like, <laughs> you guys suck. Your first Jeopardy category is world geography. Mexico borders three countries, the U.S., Belize, and this nation. What is Honduras? Uh, Sorry. The correct response was what is Guatemala? Guatemala. Guatemala. category is sports. Oh, in response shit. to low-scoring games, the owner of the Syracuse Nationals pitched this innovation for the 1954-55 NBA season. What is a three-pointer? 
No, that's incorrect. The correct response was, what is the shot clock? Oh, my God. The next category is four-letter words. For a horse, it can be a walk, trot, canter, or gallop. What is a lope? Sorry, the correct response was, what is a gate? Ah, you're the horse guy. Category, it's famous family. I got it before you said it. One member created Contract Bridge. Who is the hearse? Ugh. No, the correct response was who are the Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Our next category is furniture. A type of bed with shelves or drawers underneath the mattress is named for this person you find on a ship. What is a captain? Good job. Your sixth Jeopardy category is first. In 1976, she became the first woman to co-anchor a nightly network newscast. It was Barbara Walters. Correct. Ooh, nice. Let's move on now to the double Jeopardy round. The seventh category is the Old West. It's the better-known name of Robert Leroy Parker, the outlaw who led the Wild Bunch. Repeat the question. Again, the category is the Old West. It's the better-known name of Robert Leroy Parker, the outlaw who led the Wild Bunch. Who is Bobby Lee? What? That's not it. The correct response was what is Butch Cassidy? Oh, the category is education. Scored on a 36-point scale. This competitor to the SAT was introduced in 1959. What is the ACT? You're right. Our ninth category is saints. The name of this patron saint of metalworkers is familiar to fans of the TV medical drama Saint Elsewhere. Repeat the question. Again, the category is saints. What was the name of the The name of this patron saint of metalworkers is familiar to fans of the TV medical drama Saint Elsewhere. What is, who is St. Vincent? No, the correct response was who is allegiance. Uh, Our 10th Jeopardy category is anatomy. Carpal bones are found at this joint. What is the wrist? The knuckle. No, that's knuckle. The correct response was what is the wrist? Whoa, yes. got it. It's music. He was ahead of his time when he took the song 1999 to number 12 in 1983. Who is Prince? Good job. Nelson Rogers. The last Jeopardy category is last. After a while, I went out and left the hospital and walked back to the hotel in the rain. Is the last line of this Hemingway novel. Repeat the question. Go for it. Again, the category is last. After a while, I went out and left the hospital and walked back to the hotel in the rain. Is the last line of this Hemingway novel. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is, or what is. What is a movable feast? The correct response was, what is a farewell to arms? Oh, all right. That's the one where you Let's get his arms cut off. On this you got four out of twelve clues five. today. You have one Come on, might as well finish it now. You got to finish. One more, one more. Let's do it. Yes. 
Let's see what's in store for the Jeopardy round. Now watch battery die, Drew, because I have no idea what time it is. Oh, shit. Our first Jeopardy category is science. Bronchi are tubes that lead into these organs. What are the lungs? Excellent. Your next Jeopardy category is sports. In February 1993, the Boston Celtics retired his number 33 jersey. Who is Larry Bird? Yes, that's it. Your category is highways and byways. A stretch of US-1, known as the Overseas Highway, leads to Key West in the state. What is Florida? Yes, that's it. The next Jeopardy category is 1500. In the year 1500, the first regular postal route between Vienna and this Belgian capital was established. Repeat the question. Again, the category is 1500. In the year 1500, the first regular postal route between Vienna and this Belgian capital was established. What is Brussels? Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is, or what is. What is Brussels? Excellent. This category is annual events. Here's a fun fact. National Trivia Day is on the 4th of this month, not far from Martin Luther King Jr. Day. What is May? February. No, that's incorrect. The correct response was, what is January? January. Oh, Our sixth category starts with All WH. That's good. And the response starts that. with the letters W, H. Along with arch and loop, it's one of the basic patterns used to group fingerprints. What is whirl? Excellent. That's it for the Jeopardy round. Oh, Time we can go 11 right now, Jeopardy. dude. Our next Jeopardy category is UN Secretary General. Ew. Dog Hammer Shaw. The youngest person to serve as UN Secretary General was born in this country. What? <laughs> Germany. That's not it. The correct response was what is Sweden? Ah, Your eighth category is fashion. Meals and Mary Janes are styles of these. What are shoes? Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. What are shoes? Good job. Our ninth Jeopardy category is philosophy. Taoism, a philosophy that advocates letting nature take its course, originated in this country. What is China? Excellent. Your ninth Jeopardy category is literary characters. This quirky role doll character explains, whipped cream isn't whipped cream at all unless it's been whipped with whip. Who is Willy Wonka? Yes, that's correct. The 11th Jeopardy category is World Facts. It has the longest coastline of any continent. What is South America? No, the correct response was what is Asia? The final category is word origin. It's not comedy. The name of this literary genre may come from the Greek for goat song. Repeat the question. Again, the category is word origin. It's not comedy. The name of this literary genre may come from the Greek for goat song. What is nonfiction? Satire. Oh. That's not it. The correct response was what is tragedy? Oh. Well, you did today. Nine. Well done. You got eight of 12. 
You've already played all the clues this week. Come wow. Boy, shut up, you. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Hypersoft Happy Hour. This is the Double D. Stay <laughs> This is Ruby State. <laughs> We had a good run. We got uh, I thought your man was putting down some drum tracks on Put It In Drive. What's up with that? Need to know. Need to know. I don't know. Need to follow it up. Yeah. Follow that up. Follow that up. <laughs> Will do. All right. Because you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to close out the show with Put It In Drive because I know you got to take a pee, but I'm going to stick around for a minute and listen to some kick-ass music. Do what you got to do. Will do. All right, folks, Double Z is going to play out with some Put It In Drive, and Rupert's going to get us a fucking tight-ass, real human being drum track mixed down on this by Monday. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right, folks, peace out. Double Z saying, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. See ya. Bye. Awesome. All right. 10 out of 12, man. That was, that was our, is that our best game? No, we got 11 out of 12 one time. We did? Yeah. Wow. That was the time when we got... 36 out of 40 fucking questions right. Or wait, 32 out of 36 questions right, we did. We should have won some kind of legit award. She wasn't even that excited for us, which was a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. Should have got a t-shirt. Should have got a t-shirt. All right, folks, here it is. Put in dry. Put, you know, this song was written, well, and recorded just over. It wasn't even recorded yet. August 3rd is when we recorded this song. Wow. I, this song, or I didn't write the whole song, but I mean, we worked on it together. But uh, it was between July 19th and when I saw you on August 3rd, because it was right after my buddy died. Time so let's just put it in drive, folks. It's a tragedy, but it's about fucking moving on and get your shit together. Here it is, Hyperspot, put it in drive.
I've written a year ago, almost to the day. So we want to catch you next uh, Monday on our show, the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. We'll catch you then, folks. Adios. Ow, ow, ow. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. <laughs>